0: Welcome to the Hell of a Catholic Podcast. I'm Father Josh Allen, chaplain here at Georgia Tech. This is Alex Carroll, focused missionary here.
1: I'm Davis Asen, uh, fourth-year biomedical engineer, graduating this May.
0: This is Davis' first time on the podcast with us, and uh, we're happy to have you. Uh, Davis is graduating soon. What is it you hope to do, Davis?
1: I'm hoping to go to medical school. Um, Right now, it looks like it's either going to be out in Colorado or in um, Augusta, Georgia.
0: Augusta, Georgia. Hmm. Here golf a lot better homes. skiing in
2: Colorado. There is, I think. I've never golf lived in Augusta, Augusta,
0: but I don't think they have great skiing there.
2: Uh, last time I checked, no. They no. About zero inches per year of snowfall.
0: Yeah, we can ask Vincent. Yeah. He's out there. Well, I don't think he's skiing. No, he's riding golf carts around. He's, he's riding golf carts. Yeah. So you can do that if
2: you go to Augusta. Yeah. You can ride
0: golf carts. I enjoy that. Well, uh, we're happy to have you today, and our topic uh, that we've chosen today is we're going to talk a little bit about Mary. Um, We've been asked a number of times to talk about Mary. Um, Oftentimes people have questions that are so specific that we haven't felt like we could turn it into a podcast. So um, what we're going to do this time is we're just going to start off talking about the basic question of where Mary fits in Mm. with uh, a Christian and our relationship to her why we pray to her, if we pray to her, all that kind of stuff. The kind of questions that people ask when they ask Catholics what's up with
2: Mary. Absolutely.
0: Um so Alex, you being a focused missionary, you must uh I get this one a lot hear some of this.
2: Yeah. I think the most recent one was last semester I was sitting in the student center and I was approached by a group of missionaries who apparently thought I was a student, which is always fun. And they didn't know I was a Catholic missionary. So they come up to me and I tell them I'm Catholic. And they ask me if I'm saved or something. And I tell them I'm Catholic. And they say, oh, why do you guys pray to Mary? You guys have some really interesting teaching on Mary and the saints. Why do you pray to Mary? Why do you worship Mary? And you could tell that they had sort of that kind of weird kind of anger slash, like, I'm going to be charitable in this situation in their eyes. And so it was an interesting conversation. Um, I thought I explained it hopefully pretty well. I think I might have made some background. But that's a big question that I get a lot is from people who aren't Catholic, why Mary? Why is Mary so important to you guys? Why do you have statues of Mary? Why do you pray to Mary? Why do you worship Mary? Essentially is the misunderstanding that people get. Yeah.
0: So before we go into that, sure. did were you saved or not?
2: Uh, I, I told them I didn't know.
0: <laughs> no. so I, said, uh, I really
2: don't know. I, I, I said I'm working on it.
0: I don't really know what your question means. I don't <laughs> really know what the answer to it would be. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not dead. So yeah. you know uh, we'll see
2: what happens. I'll let you know. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. DVD.
0: Um I think that's uh I think that's a uh, good like Basic questions. So yeah. um, I guess, uh, I mean, I would think if you're going to answer the question why Catholics pray to Mary or why we have this relationship with her that we do, um, I would think you got to talk about like how, what her role is in the church, yeah. what her... All that kind of stuff um
2: yeah i think you gotta start with jesus though. that's what i did They're, so like their main concern was do you have a relationship with christ a personal relationship with him it's like yeah absolutely i do so okay why do you need mary so like they sort of see it as a sort of like super thing or superfluous thing and uh and they just they just don't understand kind of the need to go th- through an intercessor Well, at, if
0: we're going to go mary. with need though right so were they very stoic people? Like, people who only do what they absolutely
2: need? Uh, I, I wouldn't categorize them, but, you know, it was a 20-minute conversation. I don't know.
0: I mean, I'm just curious, because like, if we're going to apply that to our whole life, yeah, we can ask ourselves, like, how much do we do that we, that we really just need? Sure.
2: That's a, that's a great point,
0: yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, because that that seems to be the standard. Like, if I can't... First of all, I can establish... I believe that I can establish that we do need her. Mm-hmm. Right? But let's say that I couldn't. It sounds to me like what we're now talking about is, unless you can prove to me that I need her, then I don't want her as part of my life. So. But my guess is there's almost nothing in their life that they do mm-hmm. that they absolutely need. Sure.
1: It's right? Because
0: kind of yeah. you don't actually need that much. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, but I don't think God called us to live in this world just bare
2: necessities, yeah. with
0: the bare necessities. Mm-hmm. Right? I agree with that, yeah. Um, so I would say that's just kind of point one. But right. what do you got to say, Davis?
1: Yeah, well, actually, I was reading, <clears throat> it's related really to a different topic, but just kind of uh, the idea of a minimalist kind of Christianity doesn't necessarily mean that that's what, like, God gave us. God didn't give us a, the minimum. He gave us a super abundance, sure. right? Of, of tools to have joy, to have it so it's full. Yeah, <clears throat> right. So saying, you know, oh well, you don't need this to be saved, and like you said, you know, you can we can talk about whether it's needed or not. Isn't um, isn't it, is, it? Doesn't make sense to say therefore it's not right. You know, because God gave us.
0: Well, the other question I guess is who establishes the need, right? <clears throat> need according to whom? that I don't feel like I need this? Or are we talking really about need as it's established by God or through our anthropology?
2: Yeah, and that's one of those things. It's kind of hard to tell depending on, you know, which Protestant sect, like, we're kind of talking to. Um, But from from these people and from this particular conversation, let's just stick it to that because we can talk about, you know, a whole breadth of people who have different qualms with Mary. But uh, I think their main concern for me was... uh, this has a secondary form of mediation instead of the very common phrase of "Why don't I just go straight to God with this?" And so I think that's a great place to start. Is like why shouldn't we just go straight to God? Why is Mary a great intercessor? Why is she necessary? Um, and how Mary kind of points us back towards Christ each time.
0: I guess. I guess the point I'm trying to make is that. Uh, and let me try to make it clearly, please do. Uh, I know it's I'm, it's like I got a little bit of TJ. I don't know what's going on <laughs> here awful. today. Um. We don't ask that question about anything else, right? Nobody says uh, to the customer service representative at Apple, why can't I just talk to Steve Jobs, right? I mean, he's dead, but, you know, why can't I just talk to... Who's the new guy? I don't know. Whatever the new guy's name is, right? Why can't I just talk to the CEO? Sure. Like, nobody asks that, right? We never think that way. We never think oh, I should just be able to talk to the CEO and then I can solve all my problems.
2: Yeah.
0: Right? It doesn't work that way. Like Nobody calls the IRS and says, uh, you know, you people don't quite understand my taxes. Can I just talk to President Obama? Right? Like Nobody says that. Now, I, that's a weak analogy, right? Because, of okay. course, we can yeah. just talk to God. But I, I think it's worth noting that when we hold a standard for our relationship with God that is nothing like... The standard that we would hold with any other relationship, mm-hmm. I think we're starting off on a premise that doesn't make any sense. Right. It's almost like you're arguing on terms in which you can never win. Um. So I don't know. I I actually think kind of the question itself isn't that legitimate.
1: Yeah. I mean, it probably stems from I I'm, I can't remember the verse, but that one the one Saint Paul letter where he says we have one mediator in Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, what I'm talking about. I mean, so it is understandable that when we're talking about a secondary mediation that they would have some kind of qualm, right? So how do we go about explaining that, I guess?
2: I mean, yeah, I mean, this is a basic question. Like, why mediation in the first place? But, I, you know, that's, gosh, that's such an easy question to answer. Like, why would I ever ask you to pray for me? You know, like, sure. just like, I'm sick. Like, why would I ever go to my mom? Or, like, why would, I have, why would I ever pray for my grandmother? I'm mediating on behalf of these people. I'm offering up prayers and sacrifice for others. What does that do for us in our spirituality? In the same way that Mary does that for us, we are asking for intercession, we're pleading for her intercession. Um,
0: well, I mean, to you know, not to harp on my own point, right? But, I mean, do, do the same people like have a fit because God mediated through a burning bush yeah. to Moses? Sure.
1: Right, absolutely. Or
0: what about God mediating through the Romans. cloud or mediating through an angel appearing to someone? Sure. Do we have a problem with that too? Like, are we going to say that... Um, we shouldn't even talk about angels because they have no role to play in anything. Never never, never mind the fact that God himself is the one who chose to use angels. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So am I going to say that, no, 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 angels have no role because, because I can go straight to God. Yeah. It's like God could come straight to us too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He could do that. And he chose not to. He chose not to. Even Christ on earth, the presence of God is mediated through flesh right even that the, the oh, whole yeah. thing it's like that's what I'm saying the premise of the question is just wrong
2: yeah absolutely
0: but if you're going to answer
2: it how are you going to answer it which one whatever <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah good analogy I always hear about Mary and I mean Father makes a great point that if we don't ask the right questions we're never going to get the right answer and so I think a lot of people are just asking the wrong question you know why do I need this but the real question is because God set it up that way.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, do you need an answer other than because this yeah. is what God chose? Right, right. So God case, chose to come of... into the world through Mary.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And if he chose for you to go out of the world through Mary, is that such a stretch? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, there's anything we're going to talk about from now on is going to kind of be sort of secondary. But it's good to, at least suspect respect to these Protestant brothers and sisters, some secondary reasons at least. Um, at least in ways like illustrate kind of where we're coming from so a good one that i always hear is uh sort of god as an artist and sort of his mary as his sort of work his masterpiece his work of art and how our honor our compliments our sort of service to um a work of art from this great artist would never detract from the artist would never offend the artist um if i were to you know call someone else's painting beautiful, and call it perfect, uh, and call it lovely, uh, I would actually be giving a compliment to that artist. Um, And so I think God is is even more glorified by our appreciation and our veneration of Mary uh, because of his sort of perfect creation there. Um, And we can go talk on on and on about, you know, the types in the Old Testament of Adam and Eve to the types in the New Testament of Mary and Jesus. Um, But I think that might be a little overkill in this conversation, because like you said, the question has been asked wrongly. in the wrong way.
0: I mean, I would actually say, like, I think if you're if you're really going to have this kind of conversation, when I have conversations with people about it, this is kind of the way I always do it, is I Which try good. to point out that the question itself, mm-hmm. like, how about this? Should we only believe what we understand? No. Absolutely not. I mean, no. do you understand God? <laughs> yeah. No, not even a little bit. I mean, can you understand God? It's not... It's not possible, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. you can understand God to some degree. Right. But, you know, that's the whole thing about analogy. St. Thomas Aquinas says that whatever we say about God, anytime we use a word about God, we're using it analogously, right? So I can say that the cheeseburger at Marcel is good.
2: That's very good. It
0: is is very good. I mean, it's really, really good. (laughs) I can also say that God is good. Mm -hmm. And the thing is... I don't mean good in the same way, right? I don't right. mean that God is good in the same way that the cheeseburger Marcel is good. Those that close. It's That's the probably, It's no, no, no. I mean mm-hmm. it's closer. You've never had cheeseburger, it's Davis. It's yeah. closer than a lot of things. I think. <laughs> um, but at the same time, so why? Why I don't mean it the same way, right? And when right. I'm saying it, you know I don't mean it the same way. But at the same at the same time, I'm not. I don't mean them totally different ways, right? It's not like I mean there's no similarity whatsoever. Right. Yeah. Right, there is a similarity there, mm-hmm. so everything we say about God, we have to use its analogy. when I say God mm. is good i 'm using it analog analogously, like everything that I understand that 's good doesn 't come close right. Right. to the goodness that 's God, so we can 't understand it right? fully. Yeah. yeah, so the thing is like anything I say about him i 'm never going to be able to understand it, so now we 're saying if we 're not careful, what we end up saying is the only thing I need is what I can understand i don 't understand why I need another mediator. Mm and so because i don't understand it therefore it must not be true well here's the the problem yeah you don't understand god either right does that make him not true absolutely not
2: that's faith right
0: yeah. This that's what i'm saying like the, the whole the question the whole approach it's just it's illogical hmm. from the very beginning and this is actually it's interesting in the history of theology um we have moved away in the church um, whether it's good or bad we've moved away in the church from teaching this this field of study called apologetics sure because apologetics is designed to answer questions that are fundamentally flawed right right um and this the field of study called fundamental theology um started because it's a study of like what are the principles required in order to even ask the right questions sure Now, that said, I mean, sometimes somebody asks a pithy question, you got to be able to give some sort of response. Mm -hmm. But you see what I'm talking about? I mean, we could talk about any number of questions that people are going to ask about the Catholic faith and frame it in terms of the question itself makes no sense. Because we're starting from the premise that I must understand it before I will believe it. And it it doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. Nothing works that way. Nothing works that way. We always believe first, and then we come to understand, right? You don't understand why you have to brush your teeth when you're a little kid, right? You, and then, but yeah. eventually, you just get to the point where you believe mom and dad, or you're afraid of mom and dad. You just do what <laughs> they tell you to do, right? And little by little, you start to understand, like, oh, this is why I have to do this, yeah. right? And it's not just so my teeth won't fall out of my head, because they might not. Some yeah. people just don't develop cavities. My brother's never had a cavity in his life. He probably never would, Right. Some people just don't. Maybe there would be no no consequence whatsoever for his teeth. Mm-hmm. But his breath would smell bad. Yeah. You know, and you learn, but it takes you years to learn that kids little kids don't understand that their breath smells bad.
2: Yeah.
0: Right? You have to get older and realize that like somebody is horrified by your presence <laughs> before you realize that your breath smells bad, right? Yeah. Um but if we went through if we went through our entire life not accepting what has been handed to us. And requiring everything that we do, we must believe it It has to be proved to us first. Mm -hmm. I say, my first point is, we require that standard in no other part of our life. In no other part of our life do we require that standard. And the second thing is, the standard itself is reversed. You can never meet the standard. Because belief comes first. Trust comes first. At the very least, trust of the person who's speaking to you. Right? Right? I have to at least trust my teacher sure
1: yeah
0: right i mean i can have a teacher standing up in the front of the room telling me about world war one and they can tell me all these kind of things but if i don't trust that the teacher is going to tell me the truth then the teacher can stand up there and talk all day long and when it's all done i say yeah i'm not really sure world war one happened you know i certainly don't think it happened this way yeah. yeah because there's no trust there there's no initial openness and acceptance of the possibility that there might be something out there that i don't understand I mean, if we're really going to live a Catholic life, we live a life constantly in full recognition. Well, when I say full, I mean it analogously. Full recognition that we live in a life that we understand only a small
2: bit. Only a small bit. That's good, yeah. I agree. Do we have... I don't know if mm-hmm. you even have time on the podcast, but then, so how do you... How do you address that? then? you know, people come with these questions, and like, sure, you can reframe the question. You sort of show them that they're asking the wrong question, but there's still sort of the question. At least there's still sort of the issue of where do we find Mary uh, being our prime mediator? Let where me do ask we find you this. That. So yeah. when
0: the people came up to talk to you, you were where? That's the student center. Yeah, student, student center. Eating okay.
2: Chick-fil-A. Eating Chick-fil-A. If you hear All this, right. you from Chick-fil-A. Please send me free food.
0: There you go. Yeah. Exactly. If you want to endorse <laughs> Alex, which trust me, you, you don't do. want to endorse absolutely Alex. Absolutely do. But uh, do you think when they came to talk to you that they were legitimately interested and open to the truth? No,
2: absolutely not. I think they were just sort of trying to either get me to realize the error of my ways or, and I put that in quotation marks, uh, or just sort of get me to trip up my own words, realize I don't understand my faith, and then offer me some sort of new solution. See, this is
0: another kind of fundamental problem in the entire approach, Mm -hmm. right? It's like I'm unwilling to even listen to the other person. I'm unwilling... This is not about the other person. It's not about... Yeah. ...having a person... Introducing a person to the love of God. Right? It's not about concern for them. It's about me doing something for my own intellectual pride. Yeah. Right? That's what yeah. it's about. I walk up to you and I say, you know, have you been saved or whatever? And maybe that's going to start some sort of conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, they find out you're Catholic and then they're like, oh, yeah, what's that whole Mary thing about? Yeah. Right? And the goal... To prove you wrong, the yeah. goal is to rip apart your faith, sure, not to grow it. Mm. And I look at that, and I'm like, well, "What's that all about?" Especially when you take the fact that somebody who's supposed to be looking at the scriptures, you have these real problems with the fact that Mary keeps turning up. Yeah, you know what are you going to say? You're going to say what? <clears throat> that she's very important, but by no means are you ever to mention her name. Is that what we're going to say? Mm. You know, or we're going to say that we're going to treat her just like any other good person who's ever lived. We're going to treat her just like you know, Thaddeus the apostle, right? <laughs> Who you know, you notice nobody ever is talking about Thaddeus. No one right? talks about that. Nobody talks about Thaddeus. You know. He's a great apostle, but nobody ever talks about him, right? We did just now. you know, and so it's like, is that what we're going to do? We're going to just treat her like that? But mm-hmm. the thing is. Christ didn't treat her like that. Sure, She clearly right. has. All you have to do is read the Gospels. Yeah. She clearly has a very special place. In the same way that we could say John the Baptist has a very special place. Yeah. Are there places the same? No. But you can tell, like, there are these figures. Peter has a special place. John, uh, not John the Baptist, but John the, John the Apostle. Apostle. Yeah has a special place right you read this and you say to yourself you know what there are there are certain characters that are very special throughout all four gospels that should be of note right right if they were special to christ they were special to the people who wrote the gospels we should look at that and say at least be open to the possibility that there's something there perhaps more than what i thought before right? Maybe I do need something more than just Christ. I mean, maybe I should look at the fact that he surrounded himself with other people. Maybe I should look at the fact that he sent those other people out. Did he need them? Mm. Did he need the apostles? Does he need the apostles? Could he do it all directly himself? Yes. The second we say no, we start (laughs) saying that God doesn't have the power to do something, right? Could he manifest himself to each person individually? Yes. Yes. Did he choose to do that? No. No. So again, we're left with this problem, right? Maybe you think God did it wrong. Maybe you think, you know what? He shouldn't have used Mary. This was inappropriate. <laughs> Take it up with him when you see him. The fact is, that's what he chose. Yeah. Christ himself came into the world through a woman. Christ himself God came into the world through a woman. And we look at that one fact, and you don't think that one woman is special? And I say to you that you don't know the gospel at all.
2: All right, trap, Yeah. Fair enough. You convinced me. <laughs> Thanks, Davis. I'm glad you believe in the original.
0: <laughs> so, Alex and Davis are both kind of like wide eyed and scared now.
2: So. <laughs> I was not how to follow that up. <laughs> yeah. What question you ask there? <laughs> it's like, well, you're right. I'm trying to play devil's advocate. How about this? Let's, let's, so,
0: since we're talking about Mary, let's talk about something then that's less about countering Protestants and more about like how do we as Catholics
2: there we go. grow
0: in our devotion to her since, you know, since so we're talking about her. Yeah. What is the, obviously, the biggest devotion to Mary comes through what? The rosary. The rosary, right. right. So, tell me about your, your experiences with the rosary.
2: Uh, mine started as a form of punishment, <laughs> not kidding, uh, from Catholic school teachers and sometimes my mom, sorry mom, and uh, so that was a negative spin as a child, and it's just it's a monotonous rogue prayer, right? It's something that if you're a child and you're forced to say, it can be torture. However, growing in my faith life as an adult, I like to consider myself an adult now, post-college Maybe. graduate, um, yeah, you know, debatable. Uh, Growing no, it now, saying, I, I, think, I think... We don't need uh, to talk about my personal... I, hold on, no, no. I think the mark
0: of adulthood... I, I agree with you. I think the mark of adulthood is when you have a responsibility that if you fall through, something really bad happens. All right. right. And at least at the very least, like, you're now paying rent. You're Darn having right. all this kind of stuff, right? You don't show up to stuff. You get fired from your job. You know, all those other kind of things. I mean, you know,
2: yeah.
0: not that you've been fired before, you know, but...
2: Never. There, there you have it, here on the podcast, Alex Carroll, <laughs> adults. <laughs> Good to finally know.
0: You, should, you can introduce yourself that way next time.
2: <laughs> I'm Alex Carroll, and I'm an adult missionary. Adult layperson. <laughs> yeah, in your face. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so grounding my spiritual life, kind of after college, through college and after college, um, the, the rosary has actually taken a pretty intense part in my spiritual life in that uh, Mary has really revealed a lot of truth about Christ through the rosary um, and meditating upon the mysteries. Um, and it's actually become probably one of the best parts of my spiritual life, I would say. And um, that it's a great way for me to, at least whenever I enter my Holy Hour, I'm a very distracted person. great way for me to become undistracted, to remove those distractions and to focus on something simple, to focus on something repeatedly, um, and sort of help me enter into that state of prayer where you, know, you then move towards praying with Scripture and then move towards kind of contemplating uh, quietly. Um, for me, it's been a great blessing. So I would say, yeah, started off rough. I've come to understand it now. But like most things your parents say are good for you, right? Like I used to hate vegetables, and now I love vegetables because I understand that they're good for me and that they taste good now, you know? More palatable.
0: What What, uh, what changed it? What What made you go from... See, I don't know. I don't
2: know if there's that, like that one thing. I think there's like a trial. I think oh, there's no. kind there, of a trial there, There's
0: one answer to it, I'm certain. Is of it.
2: it? Oh, yeah. Oh, you can you just say it then? No, 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 I'm, I'm just curious. I'm curious. I'm curious. We're going to ask Davis too, so. Uh, one thing? Because I think it's the same thing with me too. For me, it was just doing it.
0: I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the right answer on the podcast. I think that's it, right? But you know what? We're back to the same thing we were talking about before. Faith. Trust first. Taking a leap.
2: Trust first. Right? Mm. And then
0: little by little, things begin to make sense.
2: Right? That's a great point, actually. So as a child, it, it wasn't clear to me why
0: this was important? Exactly. You were doing it because you felt like you had to. You didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. It was boring. It's all about you, right? Yeah. But as we get older we realize i mean that's kind of probably the major kind of the major movement of maturity is to go from complete Mm self-centeredness to other centeredness hopefully complete other centeredness to christ by by uh the time we die right Right, right. but that's kind of the whole movement of maturity and the child who's completely self-centered doesn't understand what he's getting out of it
2: Mm, mm. it's not fun right yep
0: it's not fun now look at me and you know, I had the same experience. Like I used to whenever we would go over to my grandmother's house mm. um every night she prayed the rosary and we'd have to pray the rosary. You know, so we'd go back in this like back bedroom that my brother <laughs> right. and I stayed in. It was like a bedroom with twin beds and I loved that bedroom, it was fun. It had like a uh like a like a nineteen ten exercise bike in it. <laughs>
2: oh yeah. That was like all crazy
0: and I mean yeah. you could kill somebody with the thing, right? Yeah. Um and we used to have to play on it, right? But uh, <laughs> uh I've gotten over that. But um,
2: <laughs> obviously, <laughs> just kidding. It's a radio podcast.
0: But we'd sit back in that little room and have to pray the rosary, and I thought it was just torture. It's the worst. I mean, I really did. That I thought it was torture.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I mean, I, I would have told you anything. It's like waterboarding, right? <laughs> it's, it's close. I mean, I would have done anything to have to be able to stop. It yeah. was just awful. And as I got older, I just... No, I didn't develop, like, an intense hatred of it. It was like, this is just not what I wanted to pray. Right. Right? Um, at that time in my life. And as I got older, I got to where, like, other people were praying the rosary, and I'm watching them. They really love it, and I'm thinking, okay, maybe I should try this again. And I remember as I'm going into seminary, preparing, you know, doing my all my discernment, the rosary was, like, my one big main prayer. It's not like I was praying holy hours. I mean, you got students here that pray holy hours, like, all the time. When I was... Even as I'm going into seminary, like the longest amount of time I had ever prayed. I remember one time I walk into my parish out of St. Teresa's and I kneel down. It's like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I was not at work or playing golf for some reason. (laughs) I don't remember what it is. But I remember I had made this resolution that I was going to pray all four. Because the Luminous Mysteries were new then. Mm. I was going to pray all four uh, you know uh, mystery groups of mysteries sure. so I was going to do the 20 decades I mean, I'm going to do the whole thing so I go into the church and I kneel down and I prayed and it was a really intense experience and I got up and I looked and it had been like an hour I'm like oh my gosh I remember thinking this I was like Mother Teresa's got nothing on me <laughs> oh my <You> know? goodness <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I get to I get to seminary and they're like, the expectation is that you do a holy hour every day. And I'm like, a holy what? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Four rosaries? <laughs> and it's like, wait, every day? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not a, that's not reasonable. <laughs> right? But the thing is, like at the time before I went to seminary, the rosary was about the only prayer that I did. I went to mass every day. So I sure. went to daily mass, and I prayed the rosary every day. And that was it.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable what happened as a result. Yeah just that consistency and dedication to it you know the same thing applies in a lot of ways right so if you are going to like alex right now is uh on a just making a concerted effort to put on you know 20 to 30 pounds of
2: muscle that's a his what? goal
0: he'll get Says up to he'll get up to about 120 pounds if he does that <laughs>
2: Okay. and uh, I, I weigh more than 120 pounds. Right. So I'd like the record to show. Soaking that what he I does. am an adult Soaking and I so weigh more than that's a right. child. It'll <laughs> you know, make it up to 140 pounds. A
0: percent. little more. A okay. Little
2: more. We're not going to say my weight. <laughs> it's more than both of those numbers. <laughs> it's not important. So, at any rate, Kind of self confidence. But no, 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 no. no, no.
0: But, but Alex has been trying to build muscle for whatever
2: reason. I just want to get strong. Okay. okay whatever. So, fine. I'm fine. Not, <laughs> listen,
0: I think it's a fine goal. Thank you. I think it's a fine goal. How do you do it? Uh,
2: every day, going to the dumb. Do you gym? always
0: see results? Uh, no. Does it get tiring?
1: All
2: the is time. Is it frustrating? And then Patrick yells. Is at me.
0: it always? Well, Patrick's a whole. That's a whole other podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it's fine. <Simon>. That's right.
0: <laughs> but does it pay off all the time? Uh, yeah, I've seen some improvements. Okay, yeah. you've seen some improvements over, over time, time, right?
2: Right. Yeah. But not every
0: single time do you go, do you see some improvement? No. No, no, right? It doesn't work that way. Definitely not. If you want to see it, what did you have to do first? You have to trust that somebody tells you, I mean, it's actually really crazy when you think about it, right? Yeah. Somebody tells you- it just
2: ridiculous. You've got
0: to do the following things, mm-hmm. and this is actually going to make you heavier, not lighter. <laughs> and you're like, um, how's that work? I'm sweating a lot. Right? Because I sure am working hard, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, logically, I mean, it, it makes sense if you understand all of the yeah. you know, medical Correct. stuff. I'm sure, sure Davis could explain Physiology, it all to you. Yeah. He'd be happy to draw you an amino acid or something. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, it doesn't make sense, like, right off the bat. Mm-hmm. But you go through the process, and little by little, you make this kind of growth, and now you start understanding. Maybe you even start enjoying it. Maybe you get to the point where, maybe at some point, you get to the point where you couldn't imagine not doing this every day right yeah i mean a, I, I certainly know there. people i certainly know people who uh I mean, i've got a good friend who owns a personal fitness or a personal training gym and uh i mean i i imagine he couldn't he could not imagine a day yeah when he didn't do some sort of workout like mm-hmm. that I mean, he just couldn't imagine a day like that right but i doubt it was like that from the beginning oh for sure no it's the same thing with the rosary i like it davis do you have anything to say You're Just gonna sit here and look at us
1: You guys just keep going. It's just hard for me to break in. In. That's the way it
2: works. Cut people off, Dave. It's like traffic in Atlanta. It's It's
1: like traffic in Atlanta. Fair enough. That's what this podcast
2: is, Atlanta traffic. It's like a train wreck. (laughs) Train wreck. Yes, it's an eight-car pile up on 75.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you for uh, joining us for the Hell of a Catholic Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, email us at podcast at gtcatholic.org. Thank you, and God bless.